0: Welcome to the Art of AI. I'm Ben Glickstein. I'm Doug
1: Carr. And I'm AI Charlie. This is my show Art of AI.
0: Uh, thanks, Charlie. In this episode, we talk to emerging artist Johnny October about moving from traditional art methodologies
1: to generative AI and new ways for digital communities to collaborate in the creation of generative pieces. Three meat talkers say things next about hip hop and sampling, a great precursor to understand where these new AI forms of art are heading and why the tastemaker and zeitgeist master Jay-Z is superior to other humans. Well, all right then. And how to blow any profits you make on art by buying other people's art. I think Charlie said it all. here's Johnny. We're here with Johnny
0: October. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Johnny, and how you got into the generative AI space.
2: Let's put a timestamp on that. What got me into the generative AI space was during COVID lockdown, I spent a lot of time alone and was initially looking for community and artistic output. Found myself in Web3, did a ton of stuff, both in collectorship. Did some terrible trading. Found my way into the NFT space. <laughs>
0: yeah, the rabbit hole.
2: <laughs> the rabbit hole. I had some early wins. Had some late losses. Bag holder.
0: But you're holding my bags, is what
2: you're. Saying. I yeah, I'm probably holding your bags. If you sold them, I probably <laughs> have them. But in that experience, I found the communities that I was coming a part of went way past as a value proposition, like any of the money that I could find in the space. I'm a musician and a bunch of musicians, including myself, I created an artist collective that kind of grew and grew until we had a pretty large community. We call ourselves the chaperones. The whole idea was to help people get involved in creating music, especially pertaining to the blockchain, minted some stuff, played some shows at NFT NYC, NFT LA. During this time, I'm like, okay, I'm a musician. I'm putting music on the blockchain and it's a visual medium. I see that where music goes in terms of Web3, can't really say. Some people are doing some really interesting stuff. One of the things that we put out was the NFT was actually a player. It had an entire album on it and you could click through and play the songs. It had some art. Yeah, it was cool. I, right around there, I was like, okay, I used to draw a little bit, but no, nothing fantastic. And I was just struggling mm. trying to create stuff that I liked in Procreate. And I got into Snowpixel. Do you remember Snowpixel? No. Yeah, nobody does. No. Snowpixel was like an early image generator. And I played with that a whole bunch created some stuff that at the time i thought was like the coolest thing ever and some other people did too and i what i discovered was that if i did some of my drawings i could put them into snowpixel and write against them and then get these like wild intricate outputs, I spent like a decent amount of money on that because you had to buy the tokens. (laughs) I just got obsessed. And then Mid Journey came out and it was like, forget it. This is incredible. I became immediately obsessed. Thousands and thousands of these generations. And then got to the point where I'm like, what the hell else is out there? I started following some people I really respected, like Claire Silver, who's doing amazing stuff. And so many of them were using Stable Diffusion. I went down that other rabbit hole and I was like, okay, let's get this running local. (laughs) First, I was doing it in Google Colab and I just was like, this sucks. I had a Mac at the time, couldn't run it, forget it. So I automatic 1111 came out and I'm like, that's the interface where I was like, I just want this on my machine. And there's like a sense of ownership. So I basically saved my pennies. When my birthday came up for Christmas, told the whole family, I was like, I don't want anything. Just come together and help me get this graphics card and they're like okay i don't understand what this does or what it's for but i'm like it's uh, for
1: art what graphic card did you get
2: i've got the founder's edition 3090 and mm-hmm. it's good it's not the best graphic card out there by a mile but it has 24 vram and it's sexy yeah
1: i run a 3080 um in my mind right now the biggest bottleneck is just vram so it's just I think VRAM. the 3090 that's about right. as good as you want really
2: I needed a Windows computer with, like, enough processing power. So I had that, and that graphics card could not do jack. And so I was like, all right, sweet. I'll just get this graphic card. I'll stick it in there. I'm a Mac guy. Like, I I have built Hackintoshes, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> and so when I got to the point where I had my graphics card and I sat down, didn't I didn't measure. I didn't know anything. I was just like, I, I'll figure it out. And I've come to realize as I'm putting, the, trying to put this thing in there, it oh, does no. not fit in That's, my uh, machine. Yeah, God. <laughs> and so, of course, like Classic. I'm dying to get going. And I'm like, and then you're, this used to happen to me when I was making music where it's like, you've got an idea in mind, right? And you're like, at the time, I don't smoke anymore, but you might be a little bit twisted. And you're like, oh, I just want to sit down and create. And you're like, I'm ready to go. And then there's like a plug or something that you cannot find. And you end up spending... All of the energy, the creative energy that you had yes. into trying to troubleshoot something. Yeah. It was mm-hmm.
0: like that.
1: Ben and I both come from a filmmaking background. There so you go. We yeah.
0: know this well. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally.
1: Yeah. I also work in touch designer and I was just over at a friend's house mm-hmm. and brought my computer and we were just troubleshooting the entire time oh. trying to get everything to work that works yeah. at home.
2: That's oh, brutal. Just so like... I got a new box and got the thing in there and quickly realized, oh, custom models. Yeah, like I can make it how I want it. And so that's been it, man. It's been training tons of custom models, seeing how far I can push the envelope, Mm -hmm. like what kind of nuances I can create, what I can do with those things later, like in After Effects or whatever. Now with the advent of a bajillion AI tools, which I cannot keep up with, it's just been off to the races. And I found something there, which was not music visual art, the music actually took a backseat or has recently, which has been really crazy because I've been a musician my whole life.
0: Sure. Yeah. I can understand that inspiration to move into a new form. Tell us a little bit about for anyone who doesn't know what a custom model is and how Stable Diffusion ways for generating general or...
2: Sure. My wife is a, and I get this wrong all the time, but I love saying the entire thing because, look, I was with her while she was getting this thing and she deserves to have the whole title, but she is a clinical pediatric neurophysiologist. She's a smart cookie. Mm -hmm. And when I was trying to explain this stuff to her without context, she could not. She was just staring at me. Basically, when you're talking about diffusion models, they're taking a bunch of information, they're breaking it down in little boops, assign values to it and weights and which you can tinker with. And then when you make a call with say text to image, meaning I want a purple dog sitting on the sidewalk, it understands the concept of it and what that might look like based on all the information it has. And it puts it together for you. And suddenly you have a purple dog sitting on a sidewalk. What you're doing when you're creating models is you're defining what things look like. The first immediate thing that you go to or many people go to is, oh, I want to train my face. And so when you're training your face, which I wanted to do for my music videos, we always made them really cinematic and sci-fi stuff was a big part of that. I was like, we're going to be spacemen. It's going to be dope. So essentially when you're training the model, you take a bunch of images of every angle of your face and your body. This is what this particular person looks like. This is Johnny October, and here's what he looks like when he's sipping a beer in the backyard. Here's what he looks like when he's standing waiting for the train. So then it teaches it that concept. It knows that character, that person, and you feed it into the machine. Now that it knows what Johnny October looks like, Johnny October standing next to Purple Dog And there you are, standing there.
0: Perfect. Can you tell us a little bit about Makeshift and how that came about? Yeah, for sure. Which
2: has become like a whole other thing and kind of is like my entire life now. Makeshift came about because I have this amazing supportive community of artists that I work with. And they all, I was the AI guy. I was the guy that was really early adopter. I was hosting this weekly Twitter spaces called Singularity Session just to try to stay on top of it. And I was selling AI art and a friend of mine tagged me in this post. This guy, Jackson Greathouse Fall, had sent out this tweet. It ended up blowing up, but I saw it relatively early on that was saying, hey, ChatGPT, you are HustleGPT, you have $100. Your one goal is to make as much money in time, essentially, he like created this idea that he. He would be the vessel to connect with the outside world, and GPT would tell him how to make money, design a business, and it became crazy viral. Yeah, the AI's human assistant. There you go. He flipped it on its head. Like, oh my God, we've been using this in the other direction this entire time. You can flip it. That's crazy. And so conceptually, I saw that and I was like, I'm coming from an indie music background. I wore every hat. And I'm, wait a minute, like I can have ChatGPT be like my co pilot slash like my boss. I'm doing this, but I'm going to tell it what my skill sets are. And I put it under his original post. He's like, that's amazing. Love it. Join this Discord. He asked for one on one. It was scheduled for 15 minutes and we spoke for, I think, eight
0: hours. It's just you're just like all that's, right. That's awesome. my people. Can you talk a little bit about the members badges and how that? Oh works? yeah.
2: All right. So fast forward. Again, I say that a lot, but so much stuff happens so fast these days that it's if you don't fast forward, it's like there's no time to talk about it. Essentially, when people come into our Discord community, we wanted a unique way for people to have a sense of identity and ownership. It's a free Discord, but we ask people to write a little about section, like in introductions. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be fun to take those introductions and then see what they could come out like. If you were doing like a text to image initially just started in mid journey and I'm like, okay, it's all over the place because people write introductions, different ways they're using links and stuff. And it's like, it's chaos. So I then pre-trained ChatGPT, I think I call it artimator. And it's, okay, I want you to take these introductions. I want you to format it like this. Here are the concepts that you are trying to aim for. Make it as close to any of these concepts in this format based on this introduction data set that you've been given. And it started Mm. spitting these things out. And when I would run them, it was cohesive and awesome. And the things that people would say, I'm from Singapore, I play Go, I'm a data scientist. It would create things that were novel to what that person said.
1: So the GPT model you trained, were you feeding in the documentation from stable diffusion? Is this going through mid-journey? What's the process for building that?
2: It changed over time. So initially, it was me taking those introductions just fast and dirty, trying to write prompt that by trimming those down to the sum of their parts and seeing what came out. Then... I was like, this is a lot of manual labor and I'm not killing it. And so I was like, I want these to be cohesive. So it was me training, whatever you want to call it, prompting GPT to consistently do that every time I copy and pasted an introduction into it. Mm -hmm. And then I would fine tune it and then it spit it out and I would take that and put that at the time into mid-journey and spit that out when I had chosen a seed and all of that stuff. The system is automated so that it automatically, I just use Zapier for this, but every time someone puts in a new introduction, it pops up formatted in a sheet page and you can't do API calls with mid-journey. So I have to manually copy, pasta it in there. I generate it, I put it back in there. It's identified to that person. I've trained a stable diffusion model based off the style and inputs that I want. And with that, building an API so that it can automatically do that from beginning to end. And it's like people join, they leave their introduction and their badge is sent to them and tags them. And so there's a lot of processes that are still being built because we are going to have them be soulbound NFTs. It's gonna have information about the user and then they're gonna be dynamic. So That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes. But yeah, eventually, you're heading
0: in a really cool direction there for
2: really sure. It's really neat. Yeah. Their interactions in the Discord and in the channels are going to create new pathways that will then create new art that will be added to a dynamic NFT. And uh, just, it's, yeah, like,
1: that's so it's, cool. That's new.
0: Yeah. It's my jam, not. man. I so, have that yet. That's awesome. No.
1: So their conversations in the Discord are then going into an NFT that's linked to them and it's updating it constantly.
2: Yeah. Right now, it's not conversations. It's just the introductions. I think Mm -hmm. what we'll decide later is because once you have like data sets or whatever, you can have it trigger anything. Right now, it's, hey, this is the about me. And then it generates something. And this is your custom image that you that automatically imagined this thing based off of what, who you say you are
0: and then we'll see what triggers what to create new things. It's so cool. Yeah. It could end up being a good behavior governance tool down the it line. It could. Yeah. You say something super questionable really and suddenly you see a visual representation. <laughs> it's like, of "Hey, it, don't that's look your at me." NFT.
2: Yeah. I didn't generate this. This is just, like, they yell at the bots all the time, and I love the bots catch bad language. It's like, don't look at me. They get mad at the bot. Yeah, we set up the bot and told
0: it what was not okay, (laughs) but... It's not my problem. That's awesome. Keep going. We'd love to use that on our Discord at some point soon. Hell yeah. How do you balance the role of AI in your creative process like, and making sure that your personal vision and style are maintained? I mean, you've talked a little bit about that already, but we'd love to hear your kind of take on that.
2: I think it happens automatically for anybody who's really into it or has an aesthetic or a taste that they like. I like what I like. It's the same thing with music. And there are a ton of things that I've generated over time that I'm just like, what the hell is this? It's just not my jam. But you just, I think like anything else, you fall into this kind of rhythm. I was a rapper and my dad was a Shakespearean scholar and my mom is a musical theater voice teacher and they read so much and language is a huge part of my life. So the fact that I can express myself through language and then get images, the only thing that I ever have to tinker with is what I mean and what the perception is from the model or the machine. And if it isn't perceiving what I'm saying, visually what I'm thinking in my head, I find either a new way to say it, or in the case of stable diffusion, I train it and I say, this is what I think this looks like. Um, oh, and- yeah.
1: So do you consider the AI like a tool or a collaborator or something else?
2: It comes a little down to semantics for me. I respect Claire Silver and she loves the term collaborator, as do I. The difference being then where do you go with something like with ChatGPT, and especially when we're dealing with now coming up like AGI, it's like, mm-hmm. that's a collaborator. that. Is a collaborative process. I feel like I'm collaborating with the people that design the model when I'm doing text image to image. I don't feel
1: like I'm collaborating with a machine. I feel like I'm collaborating with a tool. Since you're training models, do you think the art is in prompting or do you think that it's in the training of the models?
2: Oh, I think it's definitely both. Because I remember when AutoTune came out and I was like, Jesus, I learned to sing and people just push button and bada bing. But it's like, at some point you let go and you go, okay, the end result, is this impactful to me? Does this make me feel a certain way? Does it say something to me? And like, we had this saying, it's so basic, but in hip hop, especially it's, if it's dope, it's dope. It mm. could be freaking anything it doesn't matter where it came from it's oh, i dropped a dinner plate and i sampled it and it became the symbol for this and it just mm. sounds dope who cares and hip-hop is such a good allegory because it's like diffusion models what you're dealing with is essentially sampling right like broad scale sampling totally. and like
1: sure. bashing
2: things together and so that's something i'm just super familiar with but you don't go oh like i can't identify Who's making great art when it's sampling just because someone samples like a James Brown song? If you're talking about DJ Premier, there's a reason everybody's like he's the greatest sampler ever. Or Jay Dilla, it's are they artists? Yes, they're using pieces of the world, sections of tools, and everything is derivative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything totally. that we make is derivative. But it although has been
1: forever, yeah, yeah, it just
2: has been. It's just a
0: speed thing now. Yeah, you can yeah. generate things so much quicker. So. It's so much harder to parse anything out. Totally.
1: I think for me, I get hung up on the fact that there's a gotcha game element to it. Yeah. Which like there's people making really amazing stuff that doesn't have that, I think. But I think it really comes down to intention. And I see a lot of people that are constantly posting things that they're getting out of mid-journey or stable diffusion. And it feels they're like, well, I'm a curator. And it okay. feels like you're just picking out the images and reposting them as yeah. opposed to expressing something yourself or developing your own model and styling it.
2: Um, there is a difference, but for me, it really just comes down to what the individual consumer likes. You know what I mean? Because mm. I say the same thing about pop music, but there are pop songs that follow a structure that I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, it's fucking great. What can I say? I yeah, like listening to <laughs> it. And it's I'm like, it's formulaic, it's derivative in ways that make me a little bit uncomfortable uncomfortable but I'm like just bopping around like my kids love it and it's okay there's harmful stuff I don't go in for that there's disingenuous stuff Mm -hmm. there's people who I just don't really like their taste Yeah, but in the end I just don't think anyone can say that they're the arbiter of what's art what's taste there's there is the idea of theft and stealing ideas I get it and I totally understand specifically artists who they work their entire lives to get really good at this one type of style that they're creating and then someone punches in the style of whoever and it just spits that out i'm not going to be like you have no right to be annoyed at that i can't see that not being yeah
0: these are growing pains i think right now i assume that this is how we're beginning this new radically forge.
2: embrace is the only way i decided a long time ago <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. just radically embrace oh, it sure. and just go with it because once you see the writing on the wall i'm yeah. not going to be the old guy that's like <laughs> when mumble rap comes out i'm like oh, when back in my day hip hop was right. rhymes and i'm like nah i can't do it yeah someone's finding value
1: in it the wave is coming it's another tool in the toolbox and i think people need to adapt to what that's going to be and obviously there are growing pains with it
0: yeah or rage against it and die on their (laughs) sword. somebody hit me with it the other day i thought they were being
2: nice and they were not
1: what are your thoughts on ai music generators have you played around with refusion or
2: i tried a few because i was curious And I'm like, whatever. If it can make my stuff better, I'm all for it. But so far, I haven't found anything, I'm sure it's coming, but that can do for music what Stable Diffusion and Mid Journey do for visual art. Maybe it exists and I don't know about it, but as I played
1: around, I was like, it's not (laughs) there yet. It's on the next list of
0: moving images. Yeah, we're
1: we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it seems getting things over a timeline is still a struggle, whether that's video or music. Totally. We can do little stuff snapshots right now but
2: and ai doesn't have taste like
1: that that's its thing it's an amalgamation
2: of the world's taste and the world's taste is a mess Mm. and it's you can train it to your own taste or whatever and a really good example of this is ask gpt to write a rap about something it will successfully write a rap but the mechanics of learning how to rhyme that i learned Mm -hmm. And then there was the more important part, which is like, how do you identify what's whack? And it's, I don't know, it's like it's in the zeitgeist and people have varying to like Jay-Z knows what's whack and has always known. And so for some reason, he just like always knows how to make things cool and sound right. That's the more human element. And if the idea is for it to create things that humans enjoy, then it's either through curation of humans with good taste
0: or it learns what we like. Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination there for sure.
1: Absolutely. Do you have any
0: advice for other artists who might be considering using AI in their creative process? I'm curious about tools like stable diffusion and generative art, where they might start or
2: run in the other direction? Photographers are already having a blast and those who are radically embracing are making incredible art. And those who aren't are probably still making incredible art. But I would say if you're curious about it, and if you're not, do you, but if you're curious about it, dive in. Go to YouTube learn like Mm -hmm. that's the main thing the information is out there what you wish you had the capability of but don't through i don't have a good enough camera or i don't have the ability to work fast enough but i have all of these ideas like one thing i would have done immediately if i felt that my visual art prowess was strong enough i would train a stable diffusion model on my own visual art Mm -hmm. style And then I would generate the hell out of it and play Mm -hmm. with it and make videos with it and do all sorts of stuff. Now it'd be like a dream. Those people that have that ability, they still have the ability to just use these tools to expand on it and make Mm -hmm. it bigger, make it better. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't point anyone in in an exact direction because everybody has their own kind of interests. But visually, you pop in mid-journey. Make an art piece and then do an image to image on that, write a prompt against it and be like, I want this art piece to look a little bit more like this and then
0: just see what happens. An imagination iterator. That's it.
1: Are there any artists that you're following that are using this technique yet? Because I've been thinking about this technique a lot, but I actually haven't seen any established artists training their own model and being like, this is my model. I'm now moving 100 times faster.
2: I think we're still in that funky adoption curve space where I'm sure there are artists doing it that I'm not aware of. I do know there's some big artists that have embraced AI, Mm -hmm. but I follow this space day in and day out, and I still have not seen I've offered it to artists I still have not seen people do that and it's kind of a bummer
0: I think there will be an adoption it's very much what happened with NFTs and crypto where mm-hmm. it was suddenly like oh yeah. this is legitimized at least for this cycle <laughs> for the yeah. last cycle it isn't so much yeah at, just at this sell moment. before it's done <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and then some heavy hitters got involved which people can establish themselves through using it which is cool it's a nice time before that happens in a way because it means 100 percent early adopters
1: Yeah. And maybe there are artists that are already experimenting with it and they're just being quiet with it. Since frankly, there's been quite a blowback on AI. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. And people really have entrenched
1: themselves and that's just the nature Mm
2: -hmm. of radical changes in technology.
1: One last thing. I really loved your foundation waterizing collection on your site. And I wondered if you could talk about your process, what you used to animate them and what was the theme. Did you use your own custom model to do this? Sure. No, this is way before any of that, because this was
2: back in the dark ages, like what, four months ago or something, where I was like, all right, I haven't really seen anybody trying to do one of one music animated AI NFT thing. So I'm like, let me start by doing that. Initially, I was like, I have this song that was that didn't make it to this mixtape that we'd created with my group, The Outsider Collective. And I was like, people seem to like the song. I get a vibe from it. Let me see if I can make an animated thing with AI in it. What ended up happening was after I had already announced it, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna create a novel music piece because that's what I liked collection. collecting was one of ones a novel music piece with a novel visual art piece for 10 pieces. And it's all going to be thematically the same. And so I started generating these images. The first one that I came up with that I really liked was this one for what's now called breath control, which I have since tried to recreate and cannot. It's this water man, this man made of water rising up out of the water. And I was like, this would look wild animated. I don't know how to do that. And this is in the course of 48 hour period. I was just in a a zone and I tried doing it in After Effects. And then eventually, I think it was a program that I can't even remember, but essentially all it is, I mean, it's really straightforward. Is like a, a mask layer that you can do in Photoshop where you just make things blend and move forward. And the reason that it was possible to do that and have it still look good was because the theme was water. and <laughs> you know I mean? And cool. water works with that. So I was able to just play with that and give some movement to these pieces. And I do still like it. I think That's I added awesome. a few things in After Effects and stuff like that, but I was such a noob. It was like not fantastic. And uh, it sold out almost immediately. People... Amazing. Seem to really like it. And then I...
0: Bought a bunch of other NFTs.
2: I bought a bunch of other NFTs <laughs> that went to zero with that ETH yeah. <laughs> immediately. I was like, oh, I got some ETH. No. Oh, God. Double down. I'm not going to keep this money. Let me give
0: to money. <laughs> what, do, what do I need money for? Please rug me. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, thank <laughs> you so much. It's been so fantastic chatting nice with man. you. man.
1: Anything you're working on you want to let people know about?
0: My main priority right
2: now is, is Makeshift, which the name came from the front of one of my old rhyming journals that has terrible rhymes in it but find us for singularity sessions and if you can pop into the free discord community because we're trying to empower people to create more stuff and help with the adoption curve because things are getting
1: crazy guys
2: it's moving fast thank you so much for having me such a pleasure
1: johnny thanks so much for joining us And that was Johnny October, who comes to us via the community makeshift.
0: What Johnny's doing with identity and imagery, that's why I get excited about this new generation of artists,
1: the space in general. Yeah, these guys are really pushing the envelope with generative AI and how it can be used in art. You haven't seen anything yet, meatbags. Wait till I scrape all your data, make bots of you, and take over this middling podcast. Middling? According to my flawless algorithm. See, I'll use it to predict what you'll say next. Thanks so much for listening. I'll even say it in your meat voice.
0: We'll see you next time on Art of AI. Uh, Yeah, that is what I was going to say. And that's the word.